As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Crime Conversations bring together the biggest names in true crime, recorded live at CrimeCon London 2022, partnered by CBS Reality. For more information on future CrimeCon events, visit crimecon.co.uk. All right, thanks for coming, guys. Thanks for waiting. Thanks for your patience. So this is the event for the Sean Atwood True Crime podcast. I've got my lovely co-hosts here, Jen, Matthew, and Andrew, and we're going to be talking about three of the biggest stories in true crime. So Jimmy Savile, we just put out a four-hour documentary on Savile, which took us four years to make. We've got the Epstein, Maxwell, Prince Andrew case, and we've got Madeleine McCann. It was supposed to be an hour. Sorry, we can only do half an hour, they've told us. So we'll just try and rush through five minutes on each subject and then do 15 minutes at least of questions. If, if you've got your phone turned on, you're right to turn the, the notifications off because we are filming it as well. And uh, by way of compensation, if you guys wait in, anyone who asks a question will get a free copy of my jail memoir. So um, when you get your hands up, we'll be choosing those people. So let's start. What subject would you like to start with, Matthew? Um, well, what sub- subject would the audience like Yeah, to start what with? subject would you guys like to start with out of those? Right. A very decisive answer there. Yeah, so what, what brought you into the Epstein case, Matthew? And what, you know, how has it pro- progressed? And I, coming out of with the I began in. I began my involvement with the Maxwells a very, a very long time ago when Robert Maxwell visited my neighbor's house and he was very rude and he shouted at me as a child and um, that was my first encounter with him. Um, and then a lot of my friends came to know Ian and Kevin. The air conditioning thing, mic. is it possible to turn that? Don't turn it down. Okay. <laughs> so, it's very loud, isn't it? So I came to know some of the Maxwells and their associates. Um, and then in 2019, I was at the last event ever attended by Ghislaine Maxwell in Britain, um, which was a, a car rally, which is actually happening again this weekend, um, called Cash and Rocket, which ironically was about sex trafficking partly, raising money for women who were victims of, of that. And she was driving a car, but nobody photographed her. I didn't know she was there because I didn't know her in personally um everybody was more interested in paris hilton who also happened to be there so and chloe green philip green's daughter and people like that but that was my first involvement and then i discovered that i knew 
one of her victims, who I'm in touch with, one of the five counts she was convicted on. Um, I'm in regular contact with her, so that's that's my basic background to the matter. So you showed me a spreadsheet yesterday of the sort of connections. I'd, Are you going to show people today? Let's see if I can find this. Basically, you can link Miss Miss Maxwell to so many people. The, it, the tentacles of this woman go very, very deep. Um, I have her full address book, which I believe is her address book. I would not call it the Epstein address book. The people I know who are in it, some of them have said to me, we never, ever met Jeffrey Epstein. We knew her. And we did, some of them didn't even know her very well. She wanted powerful people in her address book, and she used those people to blackmail other people. And that was, that was her operative manner. You know, she's a very arrogant lady. She's never named any names. Um, if you look on Twitter now, every day it's, you know, why, why does nobody get named? Who did she sex traffic these people to? Why haven't they been brought to justice? Were, were we aware of, of Ghislaine for, for years? Because people were so aware. I mean, people talked about and, you know, whispered about Epstein for many, many years. And then Ghislaine popped up. For those of us who weren't that familiar with the case, it was like, who's, who's this person? So were, were, were you familiar with this whole thing? For, um, you know? Well, I can tell you that... And Channel 4 backed me up on this. They came and had meetings with me. Um, my former secretary lived in a muse house in South Kensington where Ghislaine had a house before she moved to Belgravia. Um, her home was borrowed by the, poli- the Metropolitan Police for two weeks in 1994 to observe the comings and goings of various young women from this particular house. Nothing was ever done about it. And, you know, I find it very curious that Ghislaine went to both school and university with Cressida Dick, who was subsequently chief of the Metropolitan Police. Wow. Um, the head teacher of the, uh, the, the head of the college was um, Cressida Dick's father. Um, I'm not suggesting there's any conspiracy there, but, you know, th- this lady knew how to get herself in front of anybody. She had friends on the, in the Republican Party and the Democrats. Um, you know, the, the family after the, the father died, you know, the, the sisters became very powerful in internet businesses. I, I'd met um, um, Isabel Maxwell in California. I didn't know her as Isabel Maxwell. I knew her as Isabel Jurassi. She was married to the man who, who's the family who um, created the birth control pill. They had a retreat in a place called Woodside in California where artists would go. That place supposedly was the place Jeffrey Epstein got the idea to build his New Mexico ranch, but he had he did very wicked things. I, I'm not saying Chris, Christine and Isabel did anything of that sort. So do you think Prince Andrew got off lightly with this settlement then, as opposed to going to prison and facing the consequences in America or another jurisdiction? For example, Virginia, in her testimony, she said that on the paedophile island... There was an incident where there was an orgy that, mm. that Prince Andrew, she alleged that Prince Andrew participated in it with underage East mm. European girls who couldn't even speak English. And they were joking that they were the easiest girls mm. to get into these orgies because they couldn't speak any English. Oh, th- there are many allegations about Prince Andrew and young ladies, but it doesn't mean that those young ladies were underage in the jurisdiction where he met them. So when Herbivores. he met... When he met Virginia Roberts, as she then was in England, the, the age of consent here was different to what it was on the island when things happened with her that she alleges. But obviously we'll never likely know the truth of that because who's going to talk about it? So can we talk about the 500 million paper trail? 
So what interests me most about this story is, aside from the poor victims, is the fact that £500 million went missing from the Maxwell Pension Funds. The poor pensioners were robbed of their, you know, futures. And um, what people don't realise is that um, Robert Maxwell went to New York prior to dying. He bought, news he bought newspapers there and he entertained on, a, on his yacht and on all sorts of things. And he met with Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein met Robert Maxwell before Ghislaine, I believe. And when um, Robert died, um, the, the first m event of a memorial was in New York. Betty Maxwell and, and Ghislaine sat between Jeffrey Epstein at this party, at, at this memorial event. You would not be at this table if you weren't somebody very important to that family. And I believe that, that Robert Maxwell used Jeffrey Epstein as, as a money funnel. I have evidence from Liechtenstein and Switzerland of money going in and out of there. Um, and Ghislaine, when she gave her first statements after the revelation of the missing money, um, she, she said, they've taken everything from me, even my knives and forks. Why, within a couple of years, was she owning a $10 million house in New York if she had no money? Hmm. This, is the, this is the fascinating thing, is where is this $500 million? All right, we're going to have to go to Savile next then, so we'll just put our documentary out. It's on YouTube, it's free to watch, it's called Untouchable, <coughs> Jimmy Savile. And I'll go over to Andrew next for a Savile question. Mm. Well, <laughs> I, I, don't have, I don't have a prepared question on, on Savile yet. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to go <laughs> shoot from the hip? Shoot from the hip? Bloody <laughs> hell. How did Savile go so long without getting caught by the BBC? Well, I think it, it comes back to qu a question here. You know, I don't know if any of you have seen the Louis Farouk program about, mm, yes. about Savile, but when he was in a car with him driving in Scotland, Louis Farouk asked, um, you know, what people say many things about you and what you have to respond about that and he said if anyone says anything about me I'll take them all down and he he again like Epstein and Maxwell was a manipulator and he knew but he did it in a very different way he 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 you know he again with like them he, they were involved with royals but he had the police as friends they would come round for this Friday lunch club um, you know, they all knew what he was doing, and nobody said anything about it, and nobody did anything about it. But did they not say anything because they were all part of the paedophile ring themselves? Well, some of them may have been, but some of these people were perfectly conned by, by him. He was a very charismatic person in some ways. He was very creepy, I would say, but, uh, you know. I think everyone agrees with that one. <laughs> what are your thoughts on others from that era, such as Max Clifford and Rolf Harris? Um, well, I've, I met both Max Clifford and Rolf Harris um, only in passing. Not, and I had a big dispute with Max Clifford's daughter who said I damaged her her father's late father's reputation, um, huh. which I I did find rather amusing, um, and one of one of my friends who's a television presenter was a was raped by Max Clifford, and um, I've I've heard many many things about him, and he really he was a very another another manipulator. He would trade one person for another. So his client, the footballer who'd 
you know, had sexual relations with somebody and been caught, he'd say, don't write about them, but I give you this one instead. And that was, he, he, he wrecked many lives by what he did. And he lied and he deceived and he, he was a thoroughly evil man. Mm. Do you have any optimism about the going forward from here? Because obviously that Savile documentary and your Savile mm. documentary caused such a big storm. Well, I, people I was aware. amazed how quickly so many people watched that. It was, and it was yeah. a four-hour program. It's, and they all, all seemed to be very, the comments showed it was very well received. Yeah, it's got close to half a million views in a month. And it's thanks to James, the camera at the back, who structured it. <laughs> Did such a fantastic job. Well done, James. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I was just... <laughs> just because of the exposure, because of the yeah. change in the, the culture, the way that we talk mm. about these kinds of acts compared to sort of this dirty old man culture in the, back in the day, we now say paedophile. Mm. Do you think... Or, well, we, or we, in, we live in a different era, and the, the mm. era of social media has changed so many of these cases. Uh, you know, I'm slightly involved with the Menendez Brothers Matter in America, and their, their, their whole case has been totally changed by young people who weren't even alive when they committed their the crime of killing their parents. I mean, they were abused by their parents, but these people are all the campaigners for them, and there's hundreds of hundreds of thousands and millions of these people, and I think in all of these cases now, the events like this and people using social media spreads the word a lot further and a lot quicker. So we're going to go to Madeleine McCann. Jen? Oh, Christ, you know my theory. <laughs> so, everyone's theory. Hands up if you think it's the parents' fault. Did you say fault or they did it? They, they were involved. Oh, yeah, okay, that's different. Because it could be fault for not. Was she abducted? Hands up. Because that is the interesting question, obviously. Who would you... Because my theory is controlled drugs. The parents gave her controlled drugs. And they hid the body. But yours is abduction, isn't it? So there's the two abduction theories. You've got paedophile ring or you've got opportunist... Put your hand up if you think opportunist. Put your hand up if you think paedophile ring. Okay. Matthew, right. what do you think? Well, I, I have actually met Mr. and Mrs. McCann on two occasions um, through a charity I used to be involved with. Um, I think Mr. and Mrs. McCann have been very unfairly um, allocated resources uh, as opposed to other missing people cases. Um, you know, £14 million for one child is disgraceful when nobody else gets money. I, I have a friend who, um, he, his brother was abducted as a child. They got no help because they were ordinary people. Mr. and Mrs. McCann were very clever through that the, they had, you know, every prime minister has supported them. Um, Theresa May gave a party for them in Downing Street before she became Prime Minister. Um, you've got all the big business people who funded them on top of the 14 million. Um, they are able to get their way without justice being done for a child that was frankly left on it, uh, unattended with a door open onto a street. And this child has disappeared. It's got a, 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 an eye condition, so which makes it distinctive. With all that money floating around, somebody would trade in somebody because the rewards offered by Philip Green, he offered 250,000. The Sun newspaper offered, I think, a million pounds. Mm. Somebody would sell out to somebody else over that. But was it because they were middle class? Oh, I think, that, and they were able to use connections they had. You know, when their child went missing, they went, aside from going running, which I found very odd, 
um, you know, and they were photographed out running. If your child's missing, surely you'd be out looking for it. Um, they went off to lunch with a paedophile, Clement Freud. And in her book, she talks about how they drank vodka and they had a lovely risotto and he was a paedophile. And then, you know, people, all sorts of people flew out there. There were, there were secret services people out there. There was something that was definitely covered up. And there have been many innocent people dragged into this who they have had their names ruined. Now, the man who is currently the suspect, the German, Christian Bruckner, um, I would say he's a thoroughly awful, repugnant man, and he's done very bad things, but his type of victim is generally much older. He's in prison for attacking elderly ladies. Um, and why, haven't, why hasn't he been charged yet? The, the latest development there well, last week was that um, one of the ladies he's accused of raping had described her attacker as having um, um, marks on his legs and and he doesn't ha he supposedly doesn't have those so Seems so like he they are using him as a distraction they they keep the story going but you know i i've spoken with other people who've, whose children have long gone and there are more, there's more chance of finding them but they get nothing you know ben need the case of ben needham who disappeared in greece that lady is very tireless in her campaigning but she always says you know why don't i get any help Right, we're going to do a last question then from Andrew, then we're going to move over to the audience for questions. Yeah, yeah well then, what do you think happened? I, I don't know what happened, I wasn't there, but I, I, do, I do believe something occurred in that apartment. The cadaver dogs sensed death in the cupboard. There hadn't been previous death in this apartment. Um, there was evidence of some blood spatter on the curtains. Um, you know, there was all sorts of strange things that happened, but I, I don't believe, if anything, those parents, there could have been some form of accident. And then it was then there was a cover-up. I, I do not know. I, I can't speculate on something I, I, I don't know. But I, having met them, I didn't, I didn't find him a very pleasant person to talk to. I will say that. All right, who would like a hard time? <laughs> you first. Um. Well, I've written. Okay. A, <laughs> I think that, that's one you could probably add some more about the American prison system. I've written a book called "Who Killed Epstein?" Uh, Prince Andrew or Bill Clinton is the subtitle, uh, <laughs> and literally, camera goes out, cellmate gets moved, extracted the night before, and we've actually got a link to the cellmate. Now we've, I've just sent him the book actually to see what he thinks of it. Nicholas Tartaglioni, massive um, ex-cop who'd murdered a bunch of people in a drug deal gone bad. Mm. Um, the Kensington Brothers Club. His, buried tr his trial is currently all being delayed and delayed. There's all sorts of bizarre things happening with him. So, so there's a theory that there could have been a quid pro quo whereby he facilitated because Epstein appeared with injuries a couple of mm. weeks before he was suicided. That, that could have been a um, attempt that failed. So yeah, the stars completely aligned for it, it, him to be taken out. Definitely, we, we believe. <laughs> yes. Okay. Who else? Yes. Well, Jeffrey Epstein was um, originally a taxi driver. He became a teacher. He was a very clever man. He became a Ponzi schemer. The, the, uh, he, he never got blamed for that, but he got, he got pushed out of that. But he was a clever money man, and he knew how to manipulate very powerful people. But... I think that Ghislaine is more manipulative than him, and I put more blame on her than him. 
Wow. So you're putting a shade on her? Lady here. Sorry, feel free to answer that one first. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he, was, he was a rough diamond where, you know, who, who'd been moved into these circles and he, was, he became useful to them because he was the bright one, but she was the connected one. And ultimately she was the controller, I will say. Virginia taking her settlement um, from Andrew? I, I would say, you know, she was abused. Um, she, she has her reasons for doing that. And, um, uh, you know, I think she deserved a settlement. We will never know what the reasoning really was for that. But, um, but now she also stands accused herself of, of being involved in the bringing in other people. And that matter will go on and on and on. So... But they didn't manage to completely discredit her as they aimed to. So Prince Andrew was a very foolish man who should have made a settlement earlier. I was just going to ask, one thing I found, I've only watched the Jimmy Savile documentary on Netflix, which was really interesting. Um, <laughs> but one thing I found really interesting at the end that it was the internet that helped bring people together to put the pieces together that actually he was doing this a lot. And I was just wondering what your thoughts were on the internet making these things better or worse? Well, look at the murder at the Cecil Hotel, was it? And that poor guy out of Mexico, how his life was ruined by these sleuths. So I think it's a double-edged sword. I think the fact that people can communicate and share information is a great thing, but I think crowd psychology can take over and it can go to extremes sometimes. The, the big problem with, um, with the Maxwell case is I see so much false information put out there via Twitter particularly and people get very carried away with crazy theories that are too bonkers to even be considered and then they multiply and then you get nonsense out there. Um, but you know you are countering against um, a man who I, I get a lot of emails from a man called Brian Basham, who is Ghislaine Maxwell's PR person, and the, the threats that they make against me about revealing false information about me personally, they, they are very good at trying to discredit people. He threatened to come to this yes. event, actually, and he, gatecrash it and make oh. a scene. And we kind of wanted uh, it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Basham. <laughs> and he ran... He ran Yes. Yeah. Where, are you, where are you, Brian? Social. <laughs> 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 yeah. so, no, he, he, he has sent me emails saying I'm, I don't exist. I'm not a real person. I, I did not attend the London School of Economics. I wasn't born on the day I was born. Um, I don't live where I say I live. Um, all sorts of terrible things about people I know. Um, he, he ran the Dirty Tricks campaign for British Airways. He is a very interesting character, to say the least. The Maxwell family are, he is, he is their representative. Uh, he claims to do this work as their friend. He has an associate called Jay Beecher who is involved in a, a far-right newspaper called Political Light, which um, is involved with Tommy Robinson, of all people. Um, and um, it, it defamed a, a writer I know called Peter Jukes by suggesting he'd abused somebody. And he said, well, I ha why hasn't this person gone to the police? They had to pay big damages for that. Okay, in the yellow. Going back to um, um, Seville, uh, Clifford, and Rob Harris, is there any suggestion that they knew each other and passed people around? Um, Max Clifford um, was um, the PR person for a man named Owen Oyston who went to prison, a business tycoon who I didn't know of. Um, he, um, he employed also at his company Stuart Hall and 
and um, the Coronation Street actor William Roach, who was who was cleared of all matters. They were all directors of the same company. They were they all, they were all friends. These people, yes. So I've got to speak about Jelaine's uh, 28th of June. So yes. what do you think the outcome is going to be of the case? Well, the 28th of June is not far away. The processing of the, the matter began on the 24th of May. So they put in submissions. The latest, the latest I saw this morning was that she is requesting to be transferred to a British jail to serve her sentence because she views American prisons to be inhumane. Um, um, and she is expected, according to the article I saw this morning, a, a sentence of around 55 years, but I think it will be lower than that. Um, yeah. It won't, it, it, it's too late for her now to start trading in the names, I think, at this stage, but she will definitely try and appeal again. Yeah. Her family have taken it to the UN also. I think the lady in the black was next. bottom of the ocean um there were there were a lot of building sites in that area and you know if somebody did want to get rid of a body the foundations of a building with the concrete going over would be a, a logical place but i i have no idea in the corner hiya by the way <laughs> but. Well, this is something that gets talked about a lot on Twitter in relation to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and her and saying, why didn't we get to see her? But in, it's because it's a criminal case as opposed to a civil case, it's, they're different. Because of the pandemic, they did it all by camera mm. court. And we actually have interviewed some people when they were allowed in who've actually gone in to the court hearings. That's on my YouTube channel if people want to, want to check that out. Um, yeah, in the blue. Well, well, the the interesting thing is, every generation has um, a case that captures the mood of the nation and things that that horrifies them. So there was Jamie Bulger, for example, and Madeleine McCann came after that, and it rather suited the government at the time because it, it happened just before Tony Blair ceased to be prime minister and Gordon Brown was becoming prime minister, and this story was something that helped them because they could seize upon it to distract from other issues. Lady here. I don't believe they were, no. So maybe if that was the case, then you, they would have determined it. But I don't know. Andrew, do you know much on that? No, no. No. I don't. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. 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 I was talking about Robert Maxwell. What do you think happened to him? Accident? Oh, he got accident as well, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, well Rob, Rob, Robert, Maxwell, Robert Maxwell's injuries on his arms... Um, would, would suggest perhaps something different. Um, uh, so when he, when people commit suicide, many of them 
many people changed their mind in the process. He had injuries on his arms like he'd been trying to climb back on that boat. Um, it, he, he knew his time was up. He was coming back to Britain to face, you know, very serious charges. And yes, he could have upset very powerful people. Um, again, I don't know about that. But, but the only member of the family who believes that he was actually killed was Ghislaine. The rest of them are resigned to the fact that it was an accident or suicide. There is a book called The Assassination of Robert Maxwell, and the, the theory in that is that he owed a lot of money, and the Mossad were involved, and they sent hitmen to the boat, basically, yeah. Okay, um, in the pink. Who's ready to come up next? Well, she's been told that she can't name any names. People like Bill Clinton and... Stuff like that, who are associated with it. Clinton was on the flight, what was it, dozens of times? With he was on the flight plane 26 or 27 without times. Without Secret Service detail on some of those occasions and East European girls' names. There's obviously on, further, on the further, devel further development with Kevin Spacey to come um, oh. because he was very involved with them. Um, um, guys, we've got time for one more question. I'm really sorry we've got to wrap it up. But I know the guys are going to be out on your booth, aren't Yeah, you? yeah. yeah. If you want the sequel to this, it'll be on the booth. Yeah. Oh, who will that <laughs> It's called Prison Time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one final question then, yeah, on the end. Um, so you've talked a lot about manipulation. What do you think the psychology behind that is? Um, well, I think most of, most of the matters with, with the Epstein-Maxwell case was about money more than anything. Was um, it not ego? Well, she already she already had all the connections she needed. She just used them for for other purposes, and one person was traded to sort another. If you didn't do what they wanted, then <laughs> bad things happened. As the, many of these victims have told me. Maria Farmer said that mm. they joked a lot about the peasant class, mm. and so I think there was a lot of ego and. Yes. Know, superiority complex narcissism. You know, know and look well. at uh, some of their associates, you know, Harvey Weinstein, he's in prison. Um, he was pictured with them at Prince Andrew's house. So if you've got any further questions, please come and see us at our booth, which is right next to this room. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. been listening to crime conversations recorded live at CrimeCon london 2022 partnered by cbs reality for more information on future CrimeCon events visit crimecon.co.uk as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com podcast that's indeed.com podcast terms and conditions apply 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.